over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. It's the 10 o'clock hour of Rosie on the House. Good Saturday morning to you all. This is our fourth hour of our weekly radio broadcast, and we call this our open home hour. It is the first Saturday of December, so we've got the Prescott Courthouse lighting tonight. We've yeah, got baby. the parade starting at 11 o'clock. And Tom, as he left, he said, hey, if you could make sure you mention Acker Night, which is going on next weekend. You know, there's always stuff going on at the Courthouse Plaza. That's right. And next week, it's a, it's a music night, and it's designed for uh, introducing kids into music and all the shops downtown will have a different performer in their shop playing music for a certain amount of time. I, I understand it's one of the biggest uh, crowd-gathering events in Prescott. And Tom It's a said big deal. They've got over 50 businesses around the Courthouse Square participating in this now, so it's a huge variety of music. You know, Romy, when you were growing up, there were a couple times Mom and I would throw y'all in the car about this time of year, and we'd go Christmas shop on the Prescott Square because it just puts you in the mood for Christmas. We especially watched for little snow flurries. There were a couple times we drove all the way up there to get a Christmas tree off the Boy Boy Scout Christmas tree lot just to make it feel like we were experiencing the heart and the spirit of Christmas. It sounds like a Lifetime movie, a holiday yeah. Lifetime movie. <laughs> yeah, that's on, right. Uh, it's Friday the 13th. And that, that, yeah, that it's it? this Friday night, and that would be a perfect opportunity to throw everybody in the car, spend Friday afternoon up there, and enjoy Acker Night. So that's going on next weekend. And, you know, this is the time of year where, you know, the focus on homing improvement and housing isn't there. It's not front of mind of everyone. There was even a the, the report for October that construction saw construction spending saw a decrease from $1,300 billion to $1,277 billion. So it was like a 1% or 2% decrease in construction material spendings. But, I mean, that's just, that's just the holiday season, people. And, and you say it's not on the top of mind of most people, but that didn't keep a woman from calling our remodeling company last week and say she wanted three bathrooms remodeled by the time the family got here, December 22nd. (laughs) I said, well, ma'am, I'll come take a look at it. There's something we can get done between now and December 22nd, but I don't think I I can't rip out three bathrooms and put three bathrooms back together. And there's only so many of those projects that one could execute. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But if you've got a project that you do want done by the holidays, uh, you can give... You can give us or any of the Rosie Certified Remodelers a call, and you can ask. Uh, it never hurts to ask. Uh, <laughs> I know at Rosie Remodeling, we had a couple larger jobs postponed till after the holiday season. So we've got a couple holes in our schedule. If somebody had a couple little thing of this or a little thing of that they want knocked out, give us a ring. And if we can't get it done, we'll tell you. But if you want to call us and talk to us about it, we'll be happy to visit with you. You you had mentioned metal roofs the last hour with Tom just as a option for a mountain home and you know be something that would be more fire retardant, less prone Absolutely. to. Absolutely. And it was interesting that that came up because I'd, I'd seen another article this week that you know they're expecting metal roofing to almost double up to a four point two billion dollar material sales as fast as twenty twenty three. 
A big and, part of that is it's becoming accepted residentially. For so long, it was considered an institutional look or a commercial look. But they've done so much with the profile of it. They've done so much with the colors it's available in. Uh, and quite frankly, people are just compelled to buy a roof they will never have to replace. <laughs> There's a lot going for it. That's a, that's a lifetime roof roofing material for yeah. sure. And uh, They've got new di- a lot of different colors that they've added oh, to yeah. the line, a lot of different designs, a lot of different prints. And I really like it as it relates to you know the, a waterproof integrity you've got long sheets without a lot of seams that that's right uh really help the integrity of the roofing material uh, that's definitely going to be part of my lifetime home that i build it'll and if it'll you live up in the mountains and it snows you can come up oh here comes another million dollar idea i guess they're going <laughs> to give away come up with a system where you can put some uh, heating coils under there too so if the snow builds up you don't want that pressure on your roof and in extreme cold weather they do have that in arizona most of the attics right at the eave line are warm enough that it keeps that wet and damp and so the bottom just keeps sloughing off off. (laughs) (laughs) but in extremely cold environments they do have heated metal roofs doggone it i thought i had that million dollar idea so sewed up and it's great to see lifetime materials being used in construction you know a lot of times people talk about waste and they talk about you know green and they talk about environmental impact well biggest impact you can have put a house together that's not going to last 50 years <laughs> yeah well, all that just it's like your guest from the eight o'clock hour in the farm bureau hour mr peterson the grass-fed beef provider uh it's it's all about being sustainable you put a building up once and no unless you want to remodel it you don't need to touch it again for another 50 years if people could just get that in their head nine o'clock tom mentioned the 3d printing for fractions on the dollar and it's a concrete product the skeleton of the home your bones your structural bones is a concrete product which we know is a couple hundred year product by itself you know the inner cheapness of people trying to save a buck and just get into a cheap affordable housing that a production builder can move that 3d printing where he was talking pennies on the dollar to make a concrete well structure home there'll always be a need for affordable entry-level housing but as a part of every arizona homeowner's best friend we feel it's our obligation to keep y'all encouraged towards materials they're going to require the least amount of maintenance if the home is built in arizona and then it can be an heirloom home. You know, it's something that you could pass down to the next generation and not leave them with uh, <laughs> a, a big maintenance project. Oh, great. You, I got this house that needs $200,000 of improvements just to bring it up to standard. <laughs> well, we continue to get emails at the office in our, uh, at our website over the Internet machine. And we, we answer those questions all week long. And then... Some of the better ones we like to bring here on air and share with y'all for the edification and the education it will give all of you. And one of the emails we got this week was from someone who is trying to seal up their house to the point where they're not air conditioning the desert in the middle of the summer. And I told him, look, on these cold, wet mornings, walk around the inside of your house 
and just pass the hand, pass the palm of your hand around the inside of the doors, the thresholds, the windows, all the way around the four edges, up and down the middle seam where the sliding panel meets the fixed panel, and especially around electrical receptacles located on the outside walls of your house. You'll be amazed at how much cold air you feel coming through all those locations. And there are special appliances made to help you equip those junction boxes, remove the the uh, decorative uh, trim plate, turn the breaker off, get in there with a little bitty tiny bit of expanding foam and caulk and fill up all those little holes. They also make weather gaskets that you can put back on before you put the trim plate back on. It stops that movement of air, that convection, and that breeze that you feel around every single electrical outlet. And you have to do that on the inside of your house, on every outside wall, and then go around and do it on the outside of the house, on every outside wall. And then every penetration and hole that you've got in your building envelope, you have to pay attention to it and get it sealed up and stop that draft. The, if you stop the cold air from coming in in the summer, in the winter, you're going to stop the cold air leaving in the summer. Another email we got, I haven't gotten a request for drywall, I think, in 15 years. And we've gotten two just this week. And I I was kind of surprised, but uh, do you remember Reeves paper hanging that you used to sure, subcontract yeah. all the time? They're yeah. still around. They're in their third generation of ownership now. Oh, that's now, but, great. <laughs> I, are we seeing a resurgence of drywall paper? Uh, wallpaper. Uh, yes, not we, drywall paper. We, we are definitely seeing a resurgence of wallpaper. Interesting. Definitely. A lot of options, and if you're trying to customize and get a, a personalized look, there's no shortages of, of options there. Um, and then the number one email we've been getting uh, is our home maintenance calendar. We're getting yes, ready to yeah. mail out 2020. So if you don't have, if you haven't requested, so I a get home, my shop back. Yeah, <laughs> the pallets will be clear. The, the pallets of ca- forty thousand calendars sitting in a cabinet shop will, are going to find a new home. They are. Right. Then I so, can then I can finish that mirror project. I started before the crash for Jennifer. If that, that project's ahead of schedule too. If you've already requested a home maintenance calendar, whether it was last year or the year before when we started printing them, don't worry, you're on that list until you ask to be removed. So if you've sent an email requesting it in the past, no need to. But if you're not on that mailing list and you'd like to receive a home maintenance calendar, we cover a weekly to-do. It gives you an idea of the topic of the month, and it gives you a preview to all of our outdoor living hour topics and just helps you keep up and stay in touch with the maintenance of your home castle or cabin. Uh, You can send an email to info at Rosie on the House requesting one. It's a free calendar. It'll be delivered to your door here in just another week or two. We have a couple guests that will be joining us this hour with the holiday seasons. We have our nonprofit partners that will be joining us over the next couple weeks. And today we're talking with Margie Bonds of Military Assistance Mission. And then we also have Chuck Knight of Knight Air Conditioning who will be covering our weekly how-to, which is making sure our furnaces are set for the colder months. We'll be joining us and you at one 767 4348 
text to 411923, or if you need to send us a picture to help uh, describe your project, info at rosyonthehouse.com. We've got a special guest in studio with us for this segment of Rosie on the House, Margie Bonds of Military Assistance Mission. Tell us a little bit about how you started your organization. I started our organization because I realized the need of our military. My son, uh, Michael Adam Marzana, which is also MAM, and that's what we call Military Assistance Mission, MAM, MAM, he would sometimes need financial assistance. He was a rank E4 before he deployed. I remembered that, and then when we lost him in Iraq, I wanted to make sure that I continued to help his brothers and sisters with any kind of financial need that they might have, so we started MAM. It serves active military men and women. Yes. All branches in Arizona, specifically. In Arizona. Uh, our financial assistance is for rank E5 and below, which is our lowest paid enlisted service members, and that actually qualifies us for that uh, charitable tax break that you can get. We help all over the state of Arizona with food, with rent, mortgage, utilities, car insurance, car payments. And then we do morale programs, which is great for holidays. So we make sure that the kids and the families all have holiday gifts. I love how you take all of your different events and put you know, a military acronym to it. You've got the HOHO event coming up. Yep, Operation Holiday Open House. Yes, we're doing it down at Papago this year, and our Tucson office is doing one. The kids get a 13-gallon bag, and they fill that bag up with stuff for themselves or for their siblings. And then we have a special section that has mom and dad gifts, so the kids can actually get gifts for their parents. We make sure those are wrapped, and they're able to give their parents something for Christmas. Because I remember when my kids were little, and they would come up, they'd gone to the school little shop and they came in with this little gift and they were so excited to to give a gift too so I want to continue that those gifts come from you listening and the audience somebody wanted to supply a gift for our active military how would they do that they can drop them off at our office they can drop it off at the base the week of the event the event is on the 14th so the week leading up to it you know just give us a call and we'll figure out a way to get the gifts but yes we're all publicly funded we are not government funded and this allows us the ability to say yes when we really feel that there's a need to say yes or say no without restrictions I was say, you don't have the red tape. <laughs> no red tape, right? <laughs> Things happen a little faster, ma'am, than well, they do. On <laughs> we can get an application, and if they have uploaded, a service member applies online, and if they upload like an LES, which is a pay stub, or their ID, or their orders, and a copy of the bill, it's a one-time assistance, and we pay the bill directly, and we can have that paid within 10 minutes, and that's basically unheard of. They qualify, and we make sure that they do because we've got an answer to a donor. We want to make sure that we're doing what the donor has given us the money for and help that family. But we can get that electricity on or get the rent check cut or the car payment or insurance or whatever within 10 minutes generally. What does somebody on an E6 rank make? E6, they probably about 35, 36,000. Rank is based on, you know, their pay grade, but it's also based on the years of service that they've been in and stuff like that. So there are things that change with that, where they live on base, where they don't live on base. There's a lot of different items that make their pay. So it's really hard to generalize that, but I've actually had to pull their ranks in order to make sure that we qualify 
for that tax credit so we can help a lot more people. And we also, and I don't want to say that we're the only one because I don't know for sure, and I wouldn't want to say that, but I know that we are one of the organizations that helps our reserve status and service members. And that's the one weekend a month, two weeks out of the year. And people are like, well, they can have a civilian job. And that's absolutely right. That, that Absolutely, they can have a civilian job. But sometimes something will happen and they still need that car payment or they need food or something like that. And I don't want to turn down a kid. So we do help that service member. We cap them, but we still want to make sure that they're taken care of. And Arizona is full of reserve. And you guys are full of activity right now. I spent a few minutes on y'all's website. In addition to this ho-ho uh, Operation Holiday open house that's going on. <laughs> oh ho <laughs> December 14th at the Allen Readiness Center at Papago. Uh-huh. And then the Red Cross in Tucson on Broadway. Yes. Uh, that's 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. On December 14th. In November, you had a big event with Ling and Louis. Yes. Uh, Ling and Louis. I don't know if you've eaten there on 94th Street and Shea. Oh, my gosh. It is Amazing, amazing food. But yes, they're doing a big collection for us for the holidays. And um, we also have an education assistance program that actually pays for the same um, needs, the financial needs as, as our regular application, but it's called GIG, and you're talking about the how we do the acronyms. Well, this part of the uniform from neck down to belly button, I guess, is called the GIG line. So, so we call it GIG because it's a GI gap grant. We found <laughs> out that when they apply for us um, to go to school, they go to apply for school, it can take six to eight weeks for them to actually get their GI bill. That could prevent them from going to school, and we don't want that, so we will help them with their rent for that month or with their car payment or whatever, so that they can actually get their education and can, you know, transfer into civilian world. And I love to see all the local support y'all are getting. When Sanderson Ford brought this to our attention a couple years ago, you know, it was it was fairly new. But I mean, you y'all were all over KSLX with the ten thousand for the troops with Mark and Neander Paul. Yeah, we're getting ready to do that. Actually, we sent probably a hundred boxes last year of cards out overseas to either Iraq, Afghanistan, Korea, wherever the cards were going, where where we have an APO address. This year, we're looking at all the locations where they're collecting. And I, I, we just had a staff meeting this morning. I was like, 400 boxes. Let's get 400 boxes ready because I think we're going to need them. They're doing a great job. And it's how great is it to have, send us out? We actually sent out to we'll hit a chaplain and have the chaplain disperse so they know who needs stuff. Well, it's Military Assistant Mission, the website. It's not MAM.com. I learned from experience. No, it's AZMAM.org So because we are in Arizona. So azmam.org to donate and help active military men and women online give a cash donation to help or donate a gift for this uh, (laughs) operation ho-ho coming up write a card just to thank the military there's all all kinds of things you can do to you know just reach out and help margie bonds thank you for your time this saturday morning oh remy thank you so much for letting me come and talk about our troops Segment number three in the 10 o'clock hour. This is where we try and cover our weekly to-do, something that we implemented with our home maintenance calendar. And uh, the reason we don't execute it sometimes is, you know, sometimes it's just hard to teach an old dog new tricks. And <laughs> this is sometimes we blow right through it. We get done and we're like, oh, we forgot our weekly to-do. <laughs> if you're following our home maintenance calendar and you look, it says surviving the cold, which I think if I would have read it, I probably would have phased it a little different. So I'm like, come on, how can you put surviving the cold in an Arizona book? You ask my wife, Amanda, and anything below 72, you're surviving the cold. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you've got this pretty down pack, but... 
Give us your quick elevator speech on the biannual services. The uh, If you have gas heat, you should absolutely have your system looked at once a year, at least. Uh, uh, for the heating, for sure. Air conditioning is always a good idea because that just takes a beating. you know. But the gas heat, especially here in Arizona where we don't use it that much, it's really important to keep an eye on stuff because things – that you don't take care of, you know, end up, you know, needing care. <laughs> so anyway, we, we go out and we do a leak check and we do make sure everything's tight, make sure all the safeties work. You know, all the things that you're supposed to do to make sure that you're not going to, you know, be cold or not wake up. <laughs> the not waking up part is kind of important. The oil industry has done a very good job of training us to all change our vehicle oil every 3,000 miles. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I still remember Valvoline commercials back to, you know, from, from, you know, as far back as my memory goes, Valvoline pins oil always back and forth. Oh, yeah. And our air conditioning units, our HVAC equipment, <clears throat> works 10 times harder than our vehicles, unless you're a truck driver yep. or an Uber driver, mm-hmm. somebody driving mm-hmm. constantly. You just, I mean, they're constantly working whether you're home or not home. You yep. know, your vehicle's only working when you're in it. And we take much better care because we haven't had that constant. Ba- brain bashing branding that they get this exactly. done. <laughs> mm-hmm. And on your furnaces, a lot of times we turn them off during the day. You know, we're, we're very conscious of saving money with electricity and stuff now. So with a heat pump, you know, we, and a heat pump does not recover quickly. So when you turn off the heat pump during the day to save electricity while you're at work, then you come home and you turn it back on after 8 o'clock, it's got a lot of catching up to do. And if you leave it, and then, then at 10 o'clock at night, if you turn it down so you can sleep, and you turn it back on at 5 in the morning, it's got a lot of work to do. And it runs very hard doing that. So it's pretty important to keep an eye on it. Your gas heat is much more intense, a much higher air temperature in there. So when your gas turns on, you've gone from, call it call it 60 degrees in your furnace to in your attic, in your ductwork and stuff, and then you're running 140 degree, 130 degree air out of it. So you're you're taking a pretty a pretty rapid change up there, and that is stress on the machinery. It expands and contracts the metal, and you know as you know, metal has a finite number of times it'll expand and contract, and then things break, and that's when some guy like me comes in and goes, "Oh hey, look, this is broke. We need to fix this," <laughs> and people appreciate that. And people moving here from other parts of the country where they don't have heat packs and it's all gas or oil based. Mm-hmm. Uh, Often calling, hey, my heater's not working. Well, no, it is. That's just how hot. This is just how heat, heat pumps, pumps work. work. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's how heat pumps work. So cold, dreary mornings, a little bit of dampness. It's <laughs> my heat pump's not working. No, just wait a couple of hours, let the sun come out. Exactly. Catch up. That lukewarm air you're getting out there is warm. It doesn't feel like it, but it is actually warm. So, yeah, there you go. So that's that's the story with heat pumps and gas heat and things. And getting a check once a year on your furnace and once a year on your air conditioner. It sounds so self-serving for an AC guy to say that, but it's absolutely true. And it's just like you check the oil in your car, you check the brakes in your car. And we all know that if you don't check the brakes in your car, but you drive the car all the time, they get worse and worse and worse. And if somebody else drives your car, they go, what in the world are you doing driving a car with no brakes? You go, oh, okay. And you take the brake shop and they tell you you got no brake shoes and or pads and then they replace them. It's, that's how that works. And it costs a lot more at that point oh, when yeah. you've worn it down Because now you've got to turn your rotors and all that fun. As I said, just doing a pad slap, you know. And that's what to, you're doing with uh, biannual maintenance. Mm-hmm. That $100 or less that you're going to spend once or twice a year mm-hmm. is a lot less than a, a new air conditioning system that uh, I had somebody call me. And he's like, you know, I got a price for an air conditioning system that was $15,000 and I was floored. I'm like... 
And uh, that's pretty cheap, actually. <laughs> that's not a bad price. You said we go to Orleans, yeah. Pretty, uh, not, I wouldn't say cheap. That's pretty good. That is reasonable, but the, that, depending on the hearing. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Yes. But absolutely true. <laughs> that's absolutely true. And you can do a, you know, a, a, a capacitor instead of a motor. You run a, a motor with a bad capacitor for you, you just killed the motor. You overheated it, overheated it every time you ran it, and then finally it just died. And instead of having the thing checked, oh, here, we'll do a capacitor to save you know, a 600-buck motor. So, and having a good, clean running unit is going to help yes. with your bills and your yes. utility bills, and you know that that investment is mm-hmm. you're, you're actually has a return on investment. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and we, yeah. I, you know, this we just started doing duct cleaning for exactly that reason. We just, I, I was against it for years and years and years because it's 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 a it's a it can be a complete ripoff. It can be absolutely unnecessary, and you go in there and you do a bunch of money, you charge a whole bunch of lot, and nobody gets anything for it except you got some money. And that isn't right. So we're really conservative about the ducts that we offer to clean. But we got the machine. We went to Texas and took the classes. And so now we're doing it. But we're not, we, not, we don't tell everybody, hey, you need your ducts cleaned because they don't. It's just that simple. When you need it, you can say, hey, look, and we'll show people, look at this. Here's the problem. We can fix it with our stuff. Or, gee, you know what? Uh, you don't have a problem. And in a lot of cases, it's not the internal unit of the ducting. It's it's the coils and the, the unit itself that yes. needs cleaning, not not always the duct work. And that's the decision you make when you go up there and look at When you have the thing serviced, that's what you see. You pop the side of the open, you look, and you see the condition of the coil, you see the condition of the blower wheel, it was all dusty and cruddy. And if it is, you know, then you say, hey, this is we need to take care of this. How far would you like us to go? We provide information and let the client make the decision. And our clients are a pretty smart bunch. I don't have a lot of dummies in my crowd. Well, on the customer side. <laughs> right. Uh, on my side, there's a question mark, but we can work through that. <laughs> so, but the point is that, that we provide information to the client. We show them eyes on. Here's what we're looking at. We take, Either we take pictures or we'll say, I've got clients that come up in the attic. I've got a, one, one of my clients is in his 80s. Comes up in the attic with me to look at stuff. We sit there and chat while I'm cleaning his furnace. It's just ridiculous. But he, but he's still healthy and happy, So and he's happy to do it. But stuff like that where people see what's going on and we show them. Here are your options. This is the problem. Here's what you can do to fix it. So now that y'all have duct cleaning and added to your service, I'm mm-hmm. sure you're paying a lot more attention to a lot of the quote-unquote purifiers that are coming on market. What's your opinion on these these in-line system cleaners. There's a lot of really good ones out there um, that, that do the job. <clears throat> we like one that, that is low maintenance. Actually, it's no maintenance. Um, uh, I'm not a real fan of the UV types because those are tubes that have to be changed every couple of three years. And that really gets old in a hurry. People don't want to be you know, spending you know, a, a couple hundred dollars every two or three years on bulbs if they don't have to. And... The one that we like is is self-cleaning and does all the other stuff. It, it kills the VOCs, which is uh, volatile organic compounds, by injecting uh, positive and negative ions into the air. And that breaks up the connection with all that stuff, and it falls apart into its basic elements and dies. And it also, it also takes particulates out of the air by taking the magnetic charge, if you want to use that term, magnetic charges. Totally wrong, but it gets the idea across. But these things bond together because they're positive and negative charges, and they attract each other. What the ion generators do is they put positive and negative ions in the air, and they cluster around these things and break them up. And so by the time you're all done, you have a filter where in your ceiling, you know, where you have your where you change your air filter normally. That filter takes out particles or particulates, if you want to say this dust 
animal fur, you know, bug wings, you know, whatever you have floating and, around in your air. And these air purifiers don't negate the need to change no, your air No, filters. no, no, no. What they do is they purify, they de-germ the air and, and, and make the air less eager to hold on to particulates floating around and much less likely to have if you look out your window in the morning when you're having your coffee you see a lot of floaties in the air mm -hmm. you need an ion generator in your air purifier this takes care of i'm going to try and say that again <laughs> an ion generator type air purifier <laughs> oh, sorry english is a second language for me i butcher it every time i try it so there you go anyway that's the deal it's very uh, uh it's a very good idea uh to have an air purifier and a particulate remover um in Arizona, the biggest problem we have is almost every air conditioner in every house has too small return. The systems are being strangled routinely. They put them in and they use that 400 square foot per ton, and then they figure 144 square inches per ton of air filter face, and then they put a 14-inch return pipe on it, which isn't enough for a four or five ton to breathe. And so you've got this reasonably sized air filter, but you're not getting it through big enough ductwork, or you've got big enough ductwork and not enough filter face. And so we go in there, put an extra return in there, and all of a sudden the air conditioner works like holy cow. And it's just amazing the difference that makes to get the static pressure in the system down. Static pressure is like the difference between how much resistance it is to pull the air through the filter and how much resistance that the registers to blow it back out into the house. If that static is high, the air conditioner is working itself to death and not making much happen. If the pressures are low, if the, if the static pressure is low, it can breathe in and breathe out. And then your air moves through the system faster, easier, it's cleaner, it's more rapidly cooled or heated. It's just the way the system is supposed to work. And these air purifiers, can they be put in retroactive or does this come with new unit and equipment? They're primarily done retro now. Uh, when we do an installation, we give people the option of what kind they want. Uh, I'm a trained American Standard guy. I know Rosie's a big trained fan. Well, I'm trained American Standard, same thing. And I'm a real believer in them. And they have a system called the AccuClean, which is factory made. And they, you, you put that in when you install the trained system or the American Standard system. And it's in part of the 10-year all-parts warranty. So that includes the thermostat and the, and the air filter and whatever else you put in. American Standard is really good about their warranties with those. And so, yeah, that system is it's pretty big and requires maintenance. The reason I like the ones we do is because they don't require maintenance. And that's exactly why we have our weekly to-do is to reduce the maintenance that we have in our home by yes, taking sir. care of things as they come up. And this week it is all about surviving the cold, making sure that you're equipped and you're ready. You've tested your carbon monoxide testers. Yeah. If you've got gas in the home, you've had a certified HVAC contractor out, one that's Rosie on the House certified. Yes, and we are night air conditioning, Rosie on the House certified, 602. Charter member. <laughs> yes, that's true. I've been around a long time, haven't I? 602-440-4000. And that's the number that we try to make the number easy to read. We still got an original number for all my friends and family out there that remember the original one. 602-440-4000 is the easy to remember number. That's the one that's smeared on the side of our trucks now. And one more topic that's been in the news a lot, and it's in a lot of advertisements, is this R22 conversation. And uh, it, it's the refrigerant. It's like the Freon for your air conditioning system. Yes, the older, the older system. You know, we go get antifreeze for our cars. This is like the antifreeze for our HVAC system. <laughs> Do people not know you're on the air? They, Apparently they not. call them to say, hey, Chuck, Apparently I'm listening to you. turn the darn thing down and call it a day. <laughs> so, my, my public awaits. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, the, uh, there's a, uh, this is from a national uh, uh, publication uh, called uh, the HVA 
HVACR Contractors News Magazine. And it's called The News. And it says, using or abusing the R22 phase-out as a sales tool. I'm going to read you this first paragraph because you ought to hear it just as it's written. As of January 1, 2020, it will no longer be legal to produce or import virgin R22 in the U.S. But that does not mean the refrigerant will not be, will be unavailable, unaffordable, or illegal to use. It just means that after that date, contractors who service R22 systems will have to rely on existing stocks of virgin refrigerant or else use reclaimed refrigerant, both of which should be readily available and affordable for a long time, according to industry experts. Remember, folks. You heard it here. And I want to expand on that conversation, Chuck. Hang on. We're going to keep you over to the next programming segment. Okay. Final segment of our open home hour here at Rosie on the House for this Saturday's broadcast. We cover a weekly to-do in this open home hour. And uh, we've invited Chuck into the house to talk about uh, taking care of that. And we were going into a topic about this R22, and I just felt it needed a little bit more coverage. Basically, that article states... It's illegal to make it, but it's not illegal to use it or reuse. It sounded like you could recycle the product. You can. There's a uh, uh, rapid recovery is the people that we use to do EPA level re- reclaiming of refrigerants on when we do 22. Actually, in any, any refrigerant, we use we use rapid recovery, and that's a free plug for them because they're great. They really are. But they come out, they recover the refrigerant, they guarantee it for purity, and they filter it and do all the fun stuff. Then they resell it at a reduced price. So it is it is available. Plus. As I said, and the term virgin R22 means R22 fresh in the can, first time through. There are warehouses full of pallets of R22 cans. They've known it's been coming for a they long have time. Known for, and they've There's been stored thousands up. of millions yes. of these equipment out yes. there on the market. So they've been warehousing for it. Absolutely. So will it be here? Absolutely. Will the price maybe get a little up there? Yeah. Possibly not to the tune of replacing a brand new unit. No, not to. Not, it should not. No, it should not be used as leverage. Now, the, the, the there's kind of a rule of thumb in the industry. We kind of go along with that rule, which is, and I, I don't even know if I made it up, and now I'm attributed to the industry. But <laughs> if you, if you got an R22 system, fix anything except a compressor or a leak. An R22 system, when you burn it, when you burn a system up, a compressor goes out, and you've got to replenish all that refrigerant and flush the system out, a new dryer, new compressor, new all of that, you've made about a 50% pay on a new air conditioner. And that's just, that's, that's a crying shame, but it's also true. So with an R22 system with a leak, you can do a $200 leak replacement, and you got $1,000 worth of refrigerant going back into it. And if it leaks once, it's going to leak again. And so a new system, though, no new units have this R22. No, no. Everything now is R410, uh, to the best of my knowledge. I said from the very get-go with R410 in the last few years, it's a boutique refrigerant. They're doing away with it. It's going to go away, too. The problem with R410 is all the manufacturers by government edict had to switch to it. And it is almost twice the pressure of R22, and all they changed was the metering device and the oil. Nothing else changed. It's not thicker copper. It's not heavier due to anything, and it's twice the pressure. The uh, government at work for you. <laughs> a camel is a horse built by government committee. <laughs> you know, that's exactly right. And that's what the deal is. And the, the very fact that that is an issue is just a shame. But the point is that if you have an R22 system and it works, in my humble opinion, you know, repair it until you have a leak or until you lose a compressor. Or if you have the money... And you're going to stay in the house a long time, 
replace the system. Put a much higher efficiency system than most of the 22s. About the highest of the 22 systems out there right now. I think there's still some, I think there were some 18s here, R22 units. But they're kind of fading away now. And they're getting old. And when you replace them, you know, there you go. But still, if you can upgrade your efficiency and do it in a reasonable price package, sometimes that's a pretty good idea, especially if you're going to be in the house. It's like the variable speed compressor systems. If you're going to be in the house four or five years, that's a lot of money to spend. If you're going to be in the house five, 10, 15, 18 years, it's cheap money. It becomes a money printing machine at about the seventh year. They're amazing. Those variable speed compressor systems are just amazing. I love them. And you had even mentioned that for R22 units, there's a new refrigerant that can operate in replacement of R22. Mm -hmm. So in the case that, you know, way down the line when we've used and reused it all and there's no more left, there's even another product that can be put in there. There are a couple of drop-in refrigerants. That you, well, they're, they're not exactly drop-in. you got to vacuum the systems down, flush them out, and all that nonsense. But, yes, you can put in, you can put these refrigerants in an R22 system. But there are two out there right now. There's a new one out there made by uh, Veritech. It is actually lower pressure than R22 and has a higher enthalpy, which means it can carry more heat away, which is what refrigerant does. It takes heat from one place to another. Well, this stuff has a high rate of that, a high absorption rate of heat and it picks it up and gets rid of it easier so your system is not working as hard if you can lower the load on your machinery it uses less electricity it's less harm on the machine it's less wear and tear so you you get longevity you get lower operating costs and all that and here's something that homeowners need to look out for that magazine that you quoted is the air conditioning heating refrigerant news yes what's that website on there it is uh www.ac H-R-N-E-W-S, acrnews.com. Here is something that, that you need to look out for. <gasps> there is a website, acr-news, that states on there, as everyone's aware, less than 20, 12 months, it will be unlawful to top off systems with Virgin R22. That is not true. So here it might be. No, it is not true. Well, that well, is totally wrong. You go to contact ACR News, United Kingdom. This is a British website. <laughs> well, <laughs> golly gee, mate. Seriously? <laughs> Let's go to the pub and have a spot. <laughs> With the way I've heard, I've heard people advertise on the radio, I guarantee you somebody's using. They're going to quote that. That it's in a different country. It doesn't even apply to U.S. But they'll read it. And call it law. Yep. Oh, man. Pardon me for jumping right. You know, you pull me in like a guppy. I am. That just hurts my heart. I'll get over it. Uh, Chuck Knight, Night Air Conditioning. (laughs) Thanks again. And the new number? Uh, Is uh, 602-440-4000. All right. Well, y'all have a beautiful Arizona Saturday afternoon as we're coming up now, uh, wrapping up this Saturday's broadcast. We'll be back next Saturday, December 14th. In the meantime, between now and then, if you have a question on your home, castle, or cabin, uh, the number works. We forward that to our office. That is our office number. We answer it all week long or rosyonthehouse.com.